0: Today is Tuesday, May the 19th, 2020, 4 p.m. New York time, or a little thereafter, and wherever you are in the world, thanks for joining us for another episode of LOA Today, your daily dose of happy, and we're happy to have a fourth person with us here today, one of our regular yeah. listeners, Josie, is going Hello. to be sharing some of our, her poetry with her, and she's excited, she's smiling, she's logged in. How's it going, Josie?
1: It's going good! You know, um, You know, taking it a day at a time. Uh, each day I, I wake up, I have breakfast and have tea and do some journaling. I'll go for a walk, watch some TV or movies, read a bit and write a bit and, you know, go for another walk, and do some nighttime journaling.
0: You're really dedicated. I mean, seriously, you are going <laughs> after being in a good place, no matter what's going on. Good yeah.
1: for you. Um, some, admit it, some days it's better than others. Sure. They're, there are some days where I've cried. It's okay to cry, people. It releases emotion.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And no uh, you know, especially the news. I I try my best to stay away from the news. I mean, my mom has it on. I'll listen to some of it, but like, you know, it it upsets me. And I, for a while, I had a bad habit of checking the numbers, which um. Joanna, I think it, your sister-in-law, because mm-hmm. I know she she's involved with statistics. She was oh, saying not to trust all the sites with their numbers because she didn't trust any of
0: season. the numbers. <laughs> mm-hmm. just, just point blank, she doesn't trust any of them because mm-hmm. of the way the methodologies are so inaccurate.
1: And by the way, that question I asked, what's the impact of color um, on on human psyche? I was referring to like colors, like of clothing and surroundings, yeah, because like the uh, of the colors. yeah, okay. I was reading. In this book, Joyful, by I forget the name of the author, but she was mm-hmm. talking about like scientific studies on the impact of color on mood.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and color certainly affects mood, doesn't it? I mean, that, well, I can yes. just tell from what you're wearing—you you're wearing these very brilliant red colors. I mean, clearly, yep. color red's, is important to you.
1: Red's like my red's one of if not my favorite color.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. it's a very warm color, so that that shows mm-hmm. off a warm personality.
1: <laughs> Thanks.
0: So you are into poetry, and you wrote something one time under one of our videos that kind of caught my attention. That you actually use our show for inspiration for your poetry.
1: Um, some, yeah, sometimes. I um, mean, at all is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I like to do is I like to read um, new age books, take notes, highlight, and then wow. get conceptual inspiration from them. Gotcha. Okay.
0: All right. Well, that's cool. That's
1: cool. And, um, you know, Neville Goddard quotes William Blake a lot. And, uh, And that sort of inspired me to um, launch this, um, launch my Instagram page and YouTube channel for positive poems.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: And um, when I was in college, my senior year of college, I took a class called Theories of Personality. Mm-hmm. Um, where we talk, we and the, there was a unit on humanistic psychology. And then I wrote an essay comparing the works of thinkers like Carl Rogers and Abraham Maslow, um, to the poetry of William Wordsworth. Oh, okay. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, that was... I'm not. I'm not kidding. That was legit. My favorite school project I ever did because I learned so much about the human mind, and it made me uh, want to learn more.
0: I, I can see how that has such a broad panoply of possibilities. I mean, Wordsworth and Maslow are not two names I normally only put in the same sentence. So, you know, I mean, when you're drawing you connections know, there, you have lots of range.
1: When I was in, when I was in college, I used to write like fake college syllabi and and for one of them <laughs> i
2: love
1: it <laughs> one of them was um uh like uh i wrote a couple about like humanistic psychology and literature where like they would students would read um um uh works by psychologists and compare them to books okay. and i really think that in the future what english classes should do like, like in high schools and colleges should be to they don't have to read the woo-woo stuff if they um if they choose not to but what i would like to see them do is read the, connect the psychological texts to the literary texts and in the first pers- you know on a psychological perspective for kids to understand more clearly about who they are and what they want to do. Mm
0: -hmm. Definitely a big issue because a lot of kids come through high school with no idea what they want to do and with very little idea of who they are. So certainly anything that contributes to that is going to be helpful. Personally, I I think that Dan Mangana's book should be included. I mean, maybe (laughs) I'm biased, but, you know, that's what I think.
3: I will accept this accolade. (laughs) (laughs) I was told once humility is a form of dishonesty, and so... Thank you
2: you're welcome
1: <laughs> listen um there um my life isn't perfect always you know i have my you know i have rough days sometimes and um i I don't want to pretend like I'm an expert at l o a because i'm not <laughs> it, <laughs> i am a beginner i am an amateur i uh i'm i i'm a student in the earth school as Gary Zukop says.
2: Okay.
0: That's fair. That's good. Well, you know, I mean, Sherlock Holmes d- described himself as an amateur. He was an amateur detective, hmm. you know? So, uh, I I actually think that amateur and expert actually belong in the same sentence. Because... You know,
1: that 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 sounds like a good line in the poem.
0: Okay. Well, take it. It's yours.
1: <laughs> I think I'll quote you on that, Walt.
4: Okay.
0: No, I really believe that's true. I... I, I think one of the things that's coming out of this whole COVID experience is a realization that experts are human beings. And it's probably not a good idea to put them up on pest, pedestals. So kind of. No. Kind of why not, why I mean,
1: I feel I, I know people give Dr. Fauci a hard time, but I feel bad for the guy.
0: It's a tough position.
1: I, I mean, he can't like, win. Like. Just imagine him coming home to his wife being like, "Oh, what a day."
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Anybody who's ever been in, on a pedestal knows it's not a fun place to be.
1: And and I think people is not the only people aren't the only things humans put on pedestals. Oh, absolutely. Um I think like jobs and accolades and accomplishments. Um when I first graduated from college, you know how a lot of Women experience postpartum depression.
0: Well, not even personally, though, but I know what you mean.
2: Yeah. Even, <laughs> though,
1: even though I had a, have a job I love, I, I had a I graduated with a job I love after college. I still experienced post grad depression because um, I had the belief that if I did not come out with a big epic novel by a certain time, then my my talent would be wasted. Like, I was defining my self-worth by that because I thought I had to prove myself to my former teachers and my friends and family. And so I would force myself to write when I didn't want to, rather than going the effortless way, as Neville Goddard says. (laughs) And then until recently, after a while, I realized that Ironically, taking breaks um, was um, is can actually be more productive because it naturally opens up the space for creative ideas to flow. Mm-hmm, sure. I mean, this is not to say to be lazy. I mean, there a lot of there have been a lot of times where, you know, of course, after recharging my batteries, um, where <laughs> uh, going writing something down, even if I fear people of, of what people will think or about the future, uh, just releasing it makes me feel better. And
2: sure.
1: after one thing I learned during this time is that it's not, it's not writing itself that caused me stress, but rather the fear of the outcome of, what would happen after I write, like, would people like it, would people not, mm-hmm. um, should I be writing, or should I just take a break to allow ideas to flow, like how the LOA people say, um, like, all these rules were going around in my head,
2: mm-hmm. but then,
1: but here's the thing, during my, um, my, my break time, I watched, um, a lot of funny stuff, like, I love Spongebob, mm-hmm. okay, I watched a lot of SpongeBob, Always Sunny. And like watching the stuff, I'm like, you know, the people who write these shows, they probably write the stuff and not and not care if it's a good, good continuity or not.
3: <laughs> well, look at um the South Park oh, that yeah. was like a joke for them, but it's like people. Yeah, successful... I realize that. Like
1: you know, I can write for fun. You know, do it for do it out of love, do it out of fun.
3: Exactly.
1: Yeah. And like, like right as if you're, you're a little kid watching something that makes you laugh. Oh, I like
0: that. Yeah.
2: That's good.
1: Um, you know, Daniel, mm-hmm. um, like you, I'm an individual on the autism spectrum. And, um, you know, I saw an article back, like a headline saying how like, how kids on the autism spectrum relate to SpongeBob, and like some people theorize that SpongeBob might be on the spectrum, and I, I couldn't ag- agree more, in a good way though. And so I, I that's part of why I think SpongeBob is is such a great role model is that he's so
3: positive.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
3: I have am not, not like a, I I think I've maybe watched one episode of SpongeBob ever in life. I feel quite ashamed now that I'm not no, supporting no, no, uh, no, the whole no. section badly, But I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch some more SpongeBob. But I do, <laughs> I do. <give> a... <laughs> uh,
1: I think we lost Alex. I, I don't see her in the Zoom.
3: She'll re-log in.
0: I, th- I think she's probably either taking a call or, or had a, a recharge issue. But she'll log back in. Okay.
2: Yeah, I'll watch for her. Back, okay.
3: I I definitely where you're coming from, though, in terms of putting the pressure on yourself. Um, I think this is one of the things that stops people taking a lot of positive action in their life, being caught up in other people's expectations, other people's beliefs, what's going to happen this, rather than, like you said, doing it for the love. Yes. And even in terms of manifestation, being able to step out into something, having a clear guide on what we want to get from it in terms of how we feel. And then surrendering to yes. the to the process—that's where the fun and the adventure in life really. Intrinsic
1: versus comes. extrinsic motivation, like what you, Joanna and Louis D'Souza talked about um, yesterday on the mm-hmm. podcast.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Sometimes I, I I like to listen to podcasts while I eat my meals, and I'm a really slow eater, so I like to write uh write in my notebook while listening to podcasts, like you know, educate myself. Like, I like to listen to Gaia TV episodes and take down notes. Mm-hmm.
0: That's cool. That's good. And, and you've ended up uh, writing poetry that uh, you wanted, You felt good enough to share because yeah, I mean, it was cool. You actually reached out to me. I mean, it wasn't like I was going to look for you. You reached out and said, hey, I've got some poetry. That meant you felt good about it. You felt good yes. about what you wrote. You wanted to include it. You wanted to be part of the conversation. So I'm yes. really intrigued. I know that all of us, Daniel, Alex, we're all intrigued and, and listeners are intrigued too to find Alex, out- Alex, you you're gonna, back! Yeah, there's Alex, yeah, she's hooking back in.
1: You missed, you missed um, my Spongebob comment and Daniel's reaction. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I said that Spongebob, in a good way, could be on the autism spectrum and that he's also a good role model because he's so positive. He knows- Apex. Yep. I totally
4: Absolutely. agree. Sorry about that. My phone had died, and I thought I had it on the speed charger, but apparently it was the regular
2: charger. Ah,
0: yes. Well, that happens.
4: So now I'm on the speed charger. So you're can... back.
0: That's the
2: main <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Trying to do Zoom while you're on one percent. That's the struggle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hashtag the <1%.
1: laughs> one oh. percent.
0: <laughs> I don't know what most people mean by that, but okay. <laughs> So share something with us. Give us okay. some give us a taste um, of what your poetry's like.
1: Well, this the, I have this is my new I have a video of this. This is one of my newer uh you know what actually let me pull out my phone because it's on my Instagram page, but I don't have it printed. This is one of my older poems. Okay. How to write a book without really trying.
0: hmm Okay. Sounds like a good title.
1: Okay. Um Weird, searching for yourself.
0: That's <laughs> no, okay. Well, tell you what. Why are you doing? I'll give you a no, little bit time. I got there. it. I got it. You got it. Oh, okay, go ahead.
1: Okay. Um... How to write a book without really trying? The best way to write a story is to do nothing. You're probably thinking that's contradictory. When you keep saying, "I need to write a novel," you'll continue feeling awful. Impatience creates resistance. Artistic creation you cannot force. Let manifestation run its course. Willpower will make you sour. You might be fearful as a writer to surrender. To be truthful, uncertainty is uncomfortable. Surrendering is not slacking. Surrendering is allowing. When you live in the now, you allow. When you stop being a fighter and you let the universe be your ghost writer, you break the curse. When you release the need, you are at peace, freed. You place the seed, clear the field, creation and inspiration, you will yield. This spark is the mark. To see glory in your story, don't moan, let go, let it grow on its own. Unexpectedly, creativity will rise to your surprise, making you want to pursue, want to care, to the point where your endeavor won't feel like effort. Since the vision has reached completion, in the subconscious, the realization, the creation is effortless. Learn to love yourself. In turn, I guarantee you'll see a book on the shelf.
2: Wow! All right.
1: Nice.
0: Very nice.
1: Or the the snapping. They usually.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
2: There
0: <laughs> <laughs> we go. So, I, by the way, there was one line there that you uttered. And I had never heard that particular phrase before. I liked it. He said, willpower will make you sour. Ooh, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. made it up. That's
0: exactly right.
1: So, um, and coming up with rhymes, it is not easy, um, but it's fun to do because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of modern poetry doesn't rhyme. I'm not mm-hmm. a. F- a lot of modern poetry. I'm, I'm not going to give names, but I'm not a fan of. Like, people write, like, the stupid stuff, and it's like, and then they, it's, it, let's just say that it's on the shelves of Walmart, and... Okay. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: should,
2: know. I, I shouldn't say...
0: <laughs> well... Now we know for sure you have a position, you have a viewpoint and you defend your viewpoint. And that's a good thing for a poet or any kind of author to do, because if you can't mm-hmm. defend your viewpoint, you can't express it clearly. You know how to express it clearly. Yes. And that's the key thing. Um, I, that's, that was the biggest takeaway I took from your poem. You, you were not only, I mean, yes, you were doing rhyming and obviously rhyming does take some practice, but you were using your, your um, structure to communicate you 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 weren't just throwing out random thoughts there was, there was a thread running through it and and that's the art is creating that thread and making it clear enough that anybody following the poem can understand what the thread is
1: well one of the bear with me it's it's in my closet i'm gonna go get it okay uh this is totally unprofessional of me
0: <laughs> this is a very relaxed podcast.
1: This yeah. Part <laughs> of
0: the around here. Tell you what I will do though.
2: Why don't, What's that, Daniel? Here Who I, I got it. I got it. This is. Okay. Poems <laughs> that will change your life.
1: Um, a lot of these poems have really like, um, like the, the poets in here have been role models for my poetry. Like one of them is Edgar A. Guest. He has some really good poems in here. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Um, Ella Wheeler Wilcox. She's good, too. Uh, and,
0: uh, I have to ask, did the, you know, did, similar did, to did ha- the title actually live up to Similar to, to
1: how... <laughs> did, did,
0: did the poems actually change your life? Because that's what the
1: title of the book is. I mean, they didn't change my life. Like, whoo! But they um, they served as um,
0: they were an influence. as like,
1: mo yeah
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah stepping off point right yes um
4: how often
3: does lasting change happen with a boom it oh yeah boom. It,
1: it it takes time you know uh just like how a, a a I know it's it's cliche to compare growth to a plant. But it's a cliche because it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's um, a pretty good comparison.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, plant, just, to, just how plants need time to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, Humans do too. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Well,
0: they, that's if they didn't grow, they wouldn't need be. Need time animals. at harvest,
1: as Neville Goddard says.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um... Do you have something else to share with us?
1: Yes. Um, my, um, this was my most recent poem. I I did a video on it um, a couple days ago. Um, I am light. I am light. I work day and night, doing whatever deed in times of need. I am electricity, powering every city. I aid staff and table service. I light up every office. I light up the floors of all kinds of stores. I make way for transportation vehicles. I communicate through Morse code signals. I am the radiant sunshine, helping flowers bloom from the vine. I gleam from the crown of every tree. I am a source of vitamin D. I shine inside and out of crystals with my divine sparkles. I am clarity. I am unity. But I cannot talk about my spark without first thanking the dark. I cannot go on any pilgrimage without my without my mirror image.
0: Very nice. All right. I like
1: that. I like I, that. I
0: like I like the fact that uh basically you did a poem about what I would call source energy, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I that, a lot. Uh,
1: that was one of the hashtags I used when I shared it.
0: Yeah. Yeah i I can't actually I'm sure there are other poems that have done that, but that's the first one I can think of, so that's pretty cool. I like
1: that yeah. well Gary Zukov has a chapter in here called Light, and that was one of the um the uh inspirations for that poem,
0: okay, yeah,
1: and what I do when I highlight these books is that the stuff about like negativity ironically, I highlight in yellow and then uh um. The stuff about positivity, I highlight in pink because, you know, I'm a girl. I like pink.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Interesting uh, thing
0: about pink, by the way, you may not know this. Back in the 19th century, the colors were reversed.
4: What? You, well, you know that? blue was for pink, girls pink, and was pink, the pink was the was blue color boys.
0: And, and, and blue was the girl color. Yeah.
4: Well, it's kind of come full circle, hasn't it?
0: It kind of has. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, project, it's, it's, it's gone all around your head. I mean,
1: yeah, yeah, oh. there was like a Nickelode there was a commercial on Nickelodeon saying that like only a true man wears pink.
0: Oh really? I didn't see that one. Yep, That's
1: I remember cool. that. Oh my, oh.
4: You, oh my god! Yep, my brother follows that to the T. He is a very salmon-colored man. <laughs> salmon. He does the salmon. He does the corals. He, yeah, they he, no, they don't like to call it pink though. They say salmon. Yeah, I mean he lives in Miami, so it's it's par for the course.
0: Yeah, it's almost normal there.
3: I, I am about that salmon life. I, I am. I'm very much the. You're, you're the all life. about
4: that salmon life.
3: I, can't. <laughs> I am. I've got, I've got some. I've got some tailored salmon <laughs> But I feel. I feel yeah. comfortable enough. But this is pre Olga though. I haven't really been about the pink life since. Well, it. who said that would,
4: pink has to determine yeah. gender? Like. Colors, colors are, no, 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 I know, I'm, I'm just, just saying, saying, like.
3: I'm expecting it. I, yeah, character yeah, character yeah that,
1: we're, not, we're, we're not,
3: we're not going to use the W word that. right now.
1: No.
4: Colors are non-binary. No. Then leave it at that.
2: Yes.
4: <laughs> <Non-binary>. <laughs> <laughs> They're just colors, so bad, people. It's yeah. like I was yeah. telling, my, my niece was telling me the other day, she's like, I'm so mad. I said, why are you mad? She said. Because I like rainbows, but I'm not gay. So I can't put rainbows on my Instagram. Now I'm like, wow, sorry. I didn't, I didn't choose it. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I'm like, you can put
1: rainbows on there if you want to. It has that, nothing to do with anything. And that's another thing. And that's another thing. Um, When, when I write, um, so sometimes I would worry about like, uh, or is this, is this culturally appropriate? like if i if i decide to include like a love story because like a lot of personal growth circles and um uh feminist circles t- talk about loving yourself before you love others i mean that i definitely think that's true but what bothers me is when people consider it misogynistic or like unfeminist for a a girl to be in a relationship with a guy because it's you know quote not independent, you know what I mean? I love the air quotes. I can't.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that was another rule rule that I decided to smack out of my head.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, twenty
1: twenty. We're over that. Sorry, that that's a stupid analogy. And worrying about rules is a another major form of writer's block. Mm. And speaking of rainbows, I have another poem called to all the new rainbow children.
2: Ooh.
1: Well, I I came up with this because um there there's the indigo children and the crystal children. And then they say that the next like generation of those psychic children is the rainbow children. And so that and and, and they're saying that you know there's going to be a covid baby boom. Uh and there so is.
2: Yeah, yeah, and my cousin just get. had it. My yeah, my, no cousin, told me that. <laughs> my
1: cousin. My cousin just had a baby, and a friend of my brother's just had a baby, and my neighbor, it, she was due a couple of days ago, but I don't think she's given birth yet. And so, um, I mean, by the time she's watching this video, I think she probably has given birth. So congrats, oh,
2: okay,
1: Carrie. <laughs> <Terry. laughs> But anyway, um, the poem I wrote in celebration of that is called To All the New Rainbow Children. Arrival of new individuals, new students on the school of earth, creating miracles from conception and birth. Sensitive, yet also intuitive. The rainbow children are here to turn us away from fear, towards wonder and play. They don't follow any rule they use their imagination, for in the earth school, that's the best education. As their name implies, they experience all the color strength, all the smiles, laughs, tears, and cries as they develop relationships with those around them. Teachers, friends, and families broaden the spectrum of their magnificent abilities. They hold the mirror to our inner truth, and that is our inner
2: youth. Very nice. Ooh. I, I like works. how...
0: I like how uplifting your poems are. I mean, I, you know how I I am about your daily dose of happy. That's my, my big thing. Yes. And that's what I'm feeling from your poetry. Well, you're very uplifting. Well, your
2: people,
1: uh, one of the, the when COVID, well, I was actually um, making, I made a few videos before the outbreak, but the outbreak really prompted me to make more because I, I knew that people were going through a hard time and, you know, I wanted to cheer them up. Because I want to be cheered up,
2: yeah. mm-hmm. that's and that's
1: why. This. That's why when the outbreak first started, I, I um, I said to myself, "I'm only watching comedies." Good <laughs> that's deal. how you do it. But, but surprisingly, Goodbye. I actually love horror movies. Despite <laughs> you guys thinking I'm a positive person, I love horror movies.
2: Wait, that's that was that's just my <laughs> it a little bit. I like
1: bread,
3: I like poetry, and I like a little bit of bird on screen.
1: I love I love the movie Hereditary. That's one of my favorite most recent I <laughs>
3: neither can neither can I. Did anyone see that film Sign? Did anyone watch the film Signs? Yeah. With Mel Gibson I and Wacker mm-hmm. Phoenix. There was one scene. The one scene where they show the aliens walking in, I'm already getting too to thinking about it. Yeah, no,
1: <laughs> same. Out. I, I know a few of you are Harry Potter fans.
3: Mm-hmm. Now... Uh, you are talking to the Temple of Harry Potter. initiates. We are high um, priests well, of the Temple I, of Potter.
1: I was never a huge Potterhead, but I liked the first two movies, particularly the second one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember when I was little, the second one scared me. With the mm, spiders perfect. and the snake, when the yeah. people were petrified, I was like, "Oh my god, so scary!" Mm-hmm. But yet, the funny thing is that when when I was younger, even if a scene scared me, I was propelled to watch it again because I liked the thrill. <laughs> I
2: think-
0: well, that's just it. That I think that's why horror movies are so popular, exactly for the reason you just described. Not that people want to live that experience, but because they like the thrill. It's like of- a
4: roller coaster ride. I was just yeah. going to say that it's the roller coaster effect.
0: That's exactly
4: mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah, no, I no, don't do you. roller coasters or Park horror out. films. No,
3: no, I do no. Roller coasters. I don't
4: like that. Um, uh, that jumpy feeling in my stomach.
1: Mm-mm. <laughs> well,
3: we went. Me but, and Olga went to. Um, Island we went
2: to mm-hmm. Island in mm-hmm. the, uh, but, last summer. but let
1: me. But but saying that you're scared of horror movies does not make you a chicken. It means you can no. because you're admitting your vulnerability. Exactly, as Brene Brown says. True. Oh, sad, sad. <laughs> no, no I'm true. never ashamed of being a giant
4: scaredy hat. Not at all.
0: <laughs> and let's be perfectly honest: everybody likes different kinds of stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I was never much yeah. into horror. I, I would walk into a horror film and just start laughing, and I had to leave because I was ruining it for everybody else. You know, so I just couldn't stay. But I love like detective stories, murder mysteries. Now, mm-hmm. is that really all that different? I mean, it doesn't yes. have the graphics up in front of you where it's like, you know, did any of, you did, did any of
1: you, did any of you see Parasite?
0: No, I have
4: not no, right no, no. So good. No. <laughs> not once, no. not never.
0: It's not, it's not on my list, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's okay.
0: Well, it's on another list, the one that I'm not watching. Right? It's one.
4: a hard pass for Alex.
3: <laughs> Which is unusual. <laughs> <laughs>
4: there is no. the whole lot no. you, watch. you know
1: what we should do. You know what we should do. Like if I come back, we should do like um spiritual. I meant to, like spiritual movie analysis kind of. Because uh, on Gaia TV, um, Jay Dyer and Jay Widener had a show called Hollywood Decoded, where they would analyze specific movies and talk about the esoteric meanings in them. It would mm-hmm. be cool if you guys um maybe call me if. if If you want some, you know, uh, contribution, um, (laughs) uh, like we take a movie and then analyze like the, um, LOA or conscious creator meanings in it. I
2: think, well,
4: didn't we do that with, uh, what dreams may come? I think we did it like a a year ago, something like that.
1: Yeah.
0: We've done a few movies. We've done a lot of books, but occasionally we've done a movie. Yeah. And movies can have the same kind of impact. No doubt.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Um,
0: I mean, just quickly get, let's just let's name a few what what are your favorite what we'll call gen, generically a spiritual movie? what's your favorite spiritual
2: movie
1: um well uh I don't know if I would call it spiritual per se, but you know when I was little, I loved the land before time oh. and uh right. <laughs> Yes, like, <laughs> like some, the Don, I'm telling you, the Don Bluth universal animated movies, like Land Before Time, An American Tale, I liked some of those better than like the regular Disney animated movies.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because they show, they were, they were, um, they were uplifting, but they also showed the hardships of life. Right. They showed reality. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's good.
1: <laughs> it
4: was like a little little too hardcore for Disney, so they had to soften it up and do it again.
3: I haven't seen it. Oh, man. *Limp
4: Before Time? Classic. Classic.
2: Yeah,
3: it might have been when I... 1988. Oh,
2: really, it? Yeah.
3: I, I was in my no. There was no man before time in months.
2: <laughs> yeah, isn't that the one
3: with the dinosaurs, where the dinosaurs talking? Yep, that one contradicts. Oh nice. so, mm-hmm. <laughs> no! So sorry. That wasn't happening. <laughs> it's okay. It was. Um, I remember that there was um, there was this documentary series created by this Christian mm-hmm. scientist. I- uh, you didn't see an air quote. I oh, was <laughs> yellow- <laughs> Why did I just it? Make- you snitched yeah. on yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, the, the 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 guy, the the scientist, basically went on to show how basically give biblical explanations for why science is wrong about <gasps> dinosaurs.
1: Blasphemy! Oh look, I mean, like about- I don't. When I I I watch,
2: when I watch,
1: when I watch it, I'm, I mean, I'm open to the possibility of dinosaurs, but I'm not like, this is real. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) It's just, I mean, I I respect your beliefs. Okay, let's not get into religion and politics. Not.
3: Well, we, I mean, I mean, in in real terms, I mean, we could ask the question. How? Well, that was always my point. How How do do we know?
1: Besides fossils
3: i watched jurassic uh, that was another Disney movie i
1: lo- <laughs> my brother and i loved when we were kids we would watch it over and over again
3: i loved that one uh i i watched of the new reboots i watched the oh! first one but i haven't seen
2: the you, second know one. Alex, you know what you know
1: what i, I it, it just came in my mind you know what movie um uh illustrates uh an individual uh at a young age using their consciousness to a higher level matilda
4: true okay very true um,
2: hmm. yeah matilda was boss.
4: i watch it every time it comes on not gonna lie
0: it's on the list
4: <laughs> it's on the list <laughs> <laughs> which which list is it on yeah which
0: list <laughs> well I, I suppose i should clarify no I yeah
4: yeah <laughs> yeah no i think you'll like matilda walt well. i really do
0: okay all yeah. right, I've got a couple of recommendations. Louis recommended Goodwitch. I gotta check that one out too. But,
4: uh, the show or the movie? Yeah.
0: Well, I think he was talking as about a, the show, but a, it could be a, the a,
3: I
4: Yeah, I haven't uh, gotten into that.
3: As a, as a Brit, I have to okay. protest watching Matilda versus reading the book.
1: I like I like to read the, the book first, the... too, uh, Daniel. It's okay.
3: Of the changed to Matilda that? I don't think Rolly D would be very mm, happy D. <laughs> I like that. Just the same. That,
0: that's yeah. one of those ongoing things, though. Danny
3: DeVito was a present representation, but key things changed. That uh, I mean,
0: when when you, when you it comes down to I actually taking a book and putting it into a movie, you've already lost because you can't get more than a fifth of a book into a movie. There's just, there's just no way to do it. You yeah, just and have um, a certain amount of time to work with, and that's it.
1: Speaking yeah. of adaptations... I've been talking about Dune a lot in the chat. Um, they're not adapting the entire book. I'm talking about the upcoming Dune in December. It's only the first half. And um if the...
0: They're making a new movie of Dune? Is that what you're saying?
1: Yes. It's oh, okay. coming out in December. Okay. I, I read the book during quarantine.
0: There's something poetic about that.
4: <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. I'm not
0: kidding. I'm, that's not meant to be a joke. I mean, it's like... Oh, literally... okay. Literally, there's something poetic about that because Dune is a desert planet.
1: Yes. I mean, they, were, they
0: were basically on their own there. And that's what mm-hmm. it feels like to be in quarantine. You feel like you're on your own.
1: Oh, okay, yes. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And, uh, I, I mentioned like the Bene uh, Gesserit's and then it connects to like Buddhist stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, when I, uh, when, when I, this is sort of off topic, but like. Do you have a
0: topic right now?
2: <laughs> right
1: right right when i journal because journaling is very helpful for me in terms of gathering my ideas um when i journal at nighttime i like to listen to music calming music um i like to listen to this icelandic band sigur Ros. they have really
2: they mm-hmm. have really
1: they they've really have just calming songs that I don't know if it's five two eight hertz, but they could be using it without them being note without them being conscious or aware of it. Sure, why not? Um, I love movie soundtracks. There's a track um at the end of the Blade Runner twenty forty nine soundtrack. Um, all the best memories are hers slash tears and rain that like it's like when i hear it it's so transcendental and that's why i like to leave that song last Mm -hmm. my journal and then after that song plays i like to put on like a meditation or uh or um some ambient sounds
0: do do you uh everybody's gonna have a different answer on this one so obviously there's no wrong answer but do you in some ways equate music and poetry do you feel like they cover much the same territory
1: um sometimes i i mean uh they both have rhythms and there's certainly a lot of lyrics that are poetic mm-hmm. depending on the song but i but um but i wouldn't call every form of music poetry okay because some lyrics are you know just Yes. Ah. there are lyrics that are very poetic and then there are lyrics that are you know informal let's party and have a good time like yeah it's a great beat but I don't consider it poetry I mean I don't mean to sound like snobby or pretentious but like
0: <laughs> you know what I mean well sometimes you have to sound snobby or pretentious in order to get your point across it's a valid point it's your perspective your perspective's always going to be valid yep I mean seriously that's what it comes down to and, and there are going to be people who don't like my perspective, or your perspective, or someone else's perspective, and that's okay.
1: Yeah, that's fine.
0: <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> that's why yeah, it's your that, perspective. That's right. Yep. Yeah.
1: So, um, so, uh, Walt, yes, uh, ma'am. We're. What are some of your favorite books? Like favorite. fiction? <laughs> fiction. Oh, I'm t- no, I am no. a
0: Harry Potter fan. I, I I enjoy all the books. Um. I am not one of those who gets all upset about the movies diverging from the books with one exception.
2: Uh-oh. And the
0: exception is, um because cause I understand how difficult it is to make a movie, particularly from the later books in the series, which were like, you know, twice as thick as most encyclopedias. I mean, there's just yeah. no way you're going to get a good movie out of that. But my one objection to the way the Harry Potter books at the last, the last two books were put into the movies is that they included some themes about the, especially in in the seventh and eighth movie about the relationship among the three main protagonists, Harry, Mm -hmm. Ron, and Hermione, and how their their relationship had changed and and they're out in the forest and they're, you know, they're, they're basically fending for themselves. And and there were very definite themes that were built up in the movie about that relationship and they had the opportunity to play them in the movie, but they they didn't. didn't. Mm -hmm. And that bothered me. I mean, I understand you can't fit everything in, but if you're going to put something in be true to the book is what I'm saying.
2: I we'll agree it, because we'll I it felt it like
0: completely different.
4: I felt like that was the driest part of of the movie. Is, yeah. Is was that the relationship that it, there was something under there, but it wasn't enough.
0: It it, it just didn't capture what was in the book.
1: It yeah, I agree. What else? What other fiction books do you like? And a, and Daniel and Alex, feel free to pitch in and talk about some of the books that you guys.
4: Do. I
3: have no favorite. I I yes, we Holmes. don't. We I, don't, we don't like talk Holmes about books.
1: Daniel's favorite things.
3: I I've
0: like I, I, read all the Holmes books three or four times. I actually have used the the writings of of Doyle to help me understand my own thought process. I like to use some of his aphorisms. Um, One of my Mm -hmm. favorite aphorisms from Doyle is the idea that when you have eliminated um, the improbable, whatever um, remains must be the truth. And Mm -hmm. it's a tough concept. It's an important concept within a detective novel, but it's also an important concept in life. Whenever, whenever you have, um, whenever you remove the, the impossible, I said the quote wrong. Whenever you have re- removed the impossible, whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. Is true, mm-hmm. and it's a way of getting through to, um, to understanding how life, the universe, and everything works. You, mm-hmm. it, that's how you, it's how you kind of like water work through your way through the rocks and the crevices to find out what's on the other side. You, you do it through that method of. It's not impossible. So even if it's improbable, there's truth there. I just have to find out what that truth is. I like that aphorism. So I really like the Holmes books, not just because they're a fun fiction, but because I learned from them. Mm. I really apply them in my that's, life. That's
1: that mm-hmm. that's uh that means that, you know, it really transcends time. Yes. Like, uh
0: and the Holmes series is actually a good example of that because look how many different kinds of movies and television shows have mm-hmm. been made based on Holmes over the years. Look at the current one with uh, uh, Cumberbatch in the lead role. So different from any of the ones it's before it, but it's excellent and it's still true to Holmes. That was a Cumberbatch Holmes? Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch played Holmes. Wait, wait, wait. Did Woot just tell me... <laughs> hold on, hold on. TV timeout,
4: TV timeout. Time <laughs> Let me tell you something. He did not tell me about something about TV. He told me something about movies. Movies I am not an expert on. I am an expert on TV.
3: No, Cumberbatch the show, is
0: a, yeah. it's a TV show. What? It's a Cumberbatch, TV show. What? Yeah, a a Cumberbatch
4: Cumberbatch. Daniel. He's a, he's a movie star. What are y'all talking about? <laughs> you know what? Good day. Good day.
3: Good day. <laughs> day. <laughs> he's starting y'all are canceled. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in your face. It's like five What? Okay.
1: Did not Daniel. That. You read any fiction? Yes. Nah.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Dismissive.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I just don't really get into it. I have in I have read a couple.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
4: Well, I'll pick up the slack. Uh, top three favorite books. Not in any particular order because I couldn't I couldn't order them. They're all in, in the top three. Um The Giver.
3: Amazing. Hmm.
4: Um A Wrinkle in Time. Oh wow. And then of course the Harry Potter series. Okay. Good
1: fix. Yep. Um I like uh I don't know how to say this without coming off as a total snob. <laughs> um,
0: Just go for it anyway.
1: Okay, um I love Jane Eyre.
0: Nothing wrong with that.
1: It, it it's just so before its time in that it depicted a heroine who learned to love herself first before um committing to a romantic relationship mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's it's that that's why it i think part of that's why i think that Jane Eyre is such a great role model for girls
2: mm-hmm.
1: that she it's a novel about it's a novel about self-actualization as well as love
2: mm-hmm.
1: um what else um well I really liked Dune Dune was a really good book mm-hmm.
0: have you read all three I, I just
1: finished no the first one I just read the first one.
0: Oh, okay I I'm curious to know when when you finish the other two books let me know what your your take is cuz I I have to honestly say Dune was interesting at first and it kind of got a little bit
1: Well well like um well people on a a lot of people online say that uh like the books written by his brother Frank Herbert's brother were you know not so great. Watership Down I love oh, Watership Down. I love Down.
0: that one. Yeah.
1: And I love the movie.
0: Yep. Yeah, that that one I enjoyed a lot. That one I ought to revisit. I haven't read that one again.
1: Um, what else? Uh, uh, I I love books by Mitch Abom. I, I don't know him. Five what
2: People You Meet do? in Heaven, and ah! uh,
1: The Timekeeper.
2: Yeah, stuff.
4: Love those. Well, I, the movies. I I didn't read the books.
0: Um, Alex works off the cliff notes.
4: Yep, definitely. That's (laughs) how I wrote all my book reports was from the back of the book. I love it. (laughs) Mess them around and give me an oral report. I'll tell you what happened (laughs) on the back of the book.
1: You know, there's a joke.
4: There's a joke
1: I made one time. Nicholas Sparks invented spark notes.
4: (laughs) 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 Nicholas Sparks is the only person that can make me cry in a movie. Ooh.
0: Yeah. Piece of information there.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: hmm Okay. Um, Do you have someone that makes you cry in a movie or something that makes you cry? Like something in a movie where you're like, okay, that's it. The tears are coming out now. You asked <laughs> um, for it.
1: Well, the scene in Land Before Time where Littlefoot's mom gets oh, crushed. Oh, oh, God.
4: Oh, God. <laughs> Bringing it back, it's oh, it's coming back. Oh no, oh no. Okay, so we know <laughs> yeah,
2: for you well, as well. Well,
4: okay. First of all, I watched <laughs> it when I was wait, let's see, nineteen eighty-eight. So I was five. Okay, so you know, <laughs> but yeah, it all comes flooding back right now. Just hmm. oh, a little flip. Wow.
2: <laughs> what about oh, you? Oh, jeez. I
0: I actually I, I react with tears. In situations where I, I can't point to a particular one right now that I can just point to, but where some major emotionally, usually positive shift happens. Um, mm-hmm. well, I can think of mm-hmm. one. Um, it's from the movie, um, about Alan Turing, um, the imitation, game. the
1: imitation game,
0: yeah, at the point in the movie where they portray the breakthrough where they actually break the enigma code and. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch, as Alan Turing says, it turns out that uh, Heil Hitler is all you need in order to be able to break the code. And that's, like, the major breakthrough because they've been working through the entire movie trying to figure out how to break this code, and they finally did it. And they're all, like, stunned. They're amazed.
1: Oh, another one of my favorite books. It just came to Anne of Green Gables. Oh, okay. Classic, classic. Great series.
2: Yeah, sure.
1: Well, it's probably
3: that, that was probably... I've, I've read hundreds of books, and hundreds of You've hundreds of none raised. of ours. There's maybe a dozen. Listen, Daniel,
1: we still like you. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't any doubt. Well,
3: I was loved, so I'm not sure how I feel. There was like a downgrade.
1: <laughs>
4: hmm. I'm dying.
0: Oh. I, I think this is a good time to remind people who are not yet <laughs> subscribers ooh, to ooh, become uh, subscribers. Yeah. Don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> We pick the strangest times to make these little announcements, and this seems to be a good time. Yeah, go, so, um,
1: I, I was asking you guys about books you like um, because I I didn't just want to talk about myself. I wanted to, um, you know, learn more about you guys. Mm-hmm. Because now you know what it's
0: like to be on a podcast where you're you're trying to keep the conversation going, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, you, you guys helped me through so much during this time wow thank you
0: that's that's wonderful to hear that's really i mean we love it whenever we get somebody sending us an email mm-hmm. or a facebook message or you know text message or something like that and it's it's just as good if not better to hear it live like live this, talking yeah. to somebody. so wow yeah I mean, we would do it anyway. Don't get me wrong. We would just do this if there was nobody (laughs) listening, but it's so much better when we have that.
2: It's just (laughs) great. Thank you so much for that. Yeah.
1: I, and I could tell, I could tell you guys, you guys are always happy to have a guest and um, I feel very humbled to be on here, especially since I've been listening to, I listen to a lot of movie podcasts and Mm -hmm. I always imagined again scripting I was imagined myself like joining like having a conversation on a podcast talking about movies and uh you know it it came true
2: how about that
1: yep
2: (laughs) one more item on the list
1: scripting is another thing i like to do in my journaling Mm
2: -hmm.
1: like i i like to um you know it's I like to script out news stories about COVID being over.
0: (laughs) That's a good story. I like that one. I like that
1: too. But but what's interesting is that after scripting, like, um, like, even though it's not fully gone, like after writing like COVID, like scripting down, like something like COVID cases decreased significantly, you know, Mm -hmm. the case numbers are going down. They are reported. Um, and another thing that's in- interesting is that I was writing a list, um, this was earlier during quarantine, a list of celebrity couples who could, you know, have babies during this time. And mm-hmm. two of those couples are now expecting.
3: Cool. There you go.
1: <laughs> yeah, who, I need to know who. who,
3: who. and what are your on this, <laughs>
1: this No, no, I'm not, I'm not... I don't do, I don't do lottery. <laughs> no psychic does. Yeah, that's there's, the first thing they'll tell you. There's just meaty, there's just meaty
4: energy I don't, I don't in the about around
3: people, it. But... <laughs> I don't, I don't do <laughs> Here we are having a conversation. I can't do that's
1: a like lottery everything. every once in a while for amusement. True. True. I mean, it is funny. Okay, well, you gotta so cool. give it, it I'm is, is funny that are on the betting. screen when it says, sorry, you're a loser. Just like the way it's written.
3: <laughs> would have been more um, would have been more interesting to know what the <laughs> numbers are, but I'd be very happy to hear about your other fortune telling powers. Which no, I'm not, I'm
1: not. I'm not a psychic. I'm not.
0: <laughs> well it's i think psychics who would disagree with that? Maybe it's one, funny. There was an
1: episode I was watching. There was a there was an episode of *Voice* sunny in Philadelphia where um, um they there's a psychic. And he's a phony. <laughs> and then like uh he he tells them that their mom is still alive. And
2: then <laughs> they go to
1: the, the oh, grave god. to dig her up. Oh god. And then the dead body's there. Oh, and no. then and then Frank, Danny DeVito's character is like, I paid off the psychic. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: I paid off the psychic.
0: Wow. Oh dear! All that's these fair. programs I've missed. I'm telling that's
2: you.
1: <laughs> we all got different tastes really in humor.
2: Quite-
0: that's okay. That's fun.
2: <laughs>
0: my wife has said this to me from the day that we met. She says, "I think I'm hysterical. Nobody else gets my humor, except well, I get her humor, and that's why."
1: She's only projecting her own insecurities. Then.
0: Well, it, if you heard her say it, you would you would wonder about that. You you would kind of. I'm sure your wife
1: is a very, uh, very nice woman. I would love to see her on the podcast one day.
0: She well, actually, she did the first podcast with me, the very first one. Seven I know. I
1: heard ago. you say.
0: Yeah, and she has been on occasionally. I I have to admit, now this is a little bit of an insecurity thing for her. Um, lately, she's been saying the last few times I've been on the podcast, there were technical issues. I don't want to come on anymore because every time I'm on, there are technical issues. I said, well, you realize that's an L O A thing you're doing. I don't care.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't <laughs> so, care. <laughs> now she's a psychologist, right, or a psychotherapist?
0: A former psychotherapist. Yeah, she was in practice for about ten years.
1: Yeah. Um, it, she. What does she do now, if you don't mind me asking?
0: Well, she runs the gardening business. That oh, is, good for her. Know, when we're not in lockdown, that's the main income. You
1: know? Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and. Uh, she is pursuing, she she just reached retirement age last year, so she is now kind of expanding her life and figuring out where she wants to go with it next.
1: Oh, how are your cats, by the way? I know you two oh, have cats.
0: They're wonderful. Yeah, we got two black cats, and uh they're
1: Joy is children. the outside
0: cat. Joy is a male, actually. and uh, Yeah, that's very and,
4: confusing. <laughs>
0: yeah. A very feminine name, name, I have to say. But
2: it
4: fits
0: him. I mean, I've said this before, but it, it fits him because if if you interact with him in any way, he is the most joyful animal. Not just mm-hmm. a joyful cat. I mean, he's, he's as excited as many dogs. That's how joyful he gets. And Thank he's also... Hi, Daniel. Call... It
1: was so nice. It was so nice
0: to, to Zoom with you. <laughs> he's, he's giving us the look. He won't even say it anymore.
1: Uh, you muted. And how, how's your dog? And
2: how's your dog, Alex?
1: Oh, I have two dogs and
4: hold on, five cats.
2: Oh. Yeah, she's got
0: a menagerie.
1: Yeah, oh, before, yeah.
4: Gem and I just had cat kittens yesterday. I wanted yesterday. to show you
1: this. Oh my goodness! Oh, it's a squishy. Wow. <laughs> He's well, big. Thank you so much. For allowing me to come on to the podcast and read Our some poems and talk no problem. about thank
0: you for sharing your poetry
2: books yeah
0: seriously that meant, you, you read some really nice poetry really really good thank you so much. Stuff. and and i'll tell you honestly i'm not a big poetry fan but you kind of just made me a fan today so thank you that was really good <laughs> You're welcome yeah yeah so thanks for joining us okay well that was an unusual hour but it was fun i'm not sure what the topic was the topic i think was poetry and then like poetry can kind of goes in any direction you want to go in so that's okay yeah Yeah. no that's good but thank you guys very much thanks for dropping in josie thank you live streamers who were kind of very quiet today but they were paying close attention so that's good thank you especially to our podcast listeners as well we'll see you all next time here on loa today goodbye everyone